Sports. Sports. Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always to the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Ooh, I like the little pause before outsider. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm experimenting with how I can uh, I can make the intro a little bit more juicy without uh, without changing, you know, the 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 standard that everybody knows and loves. Yeah, that was juicy. I would say that's juicy. Yeah. I would say not juicy, but more dynamic. Right. Yeah. I'm, More I'm experimenting dynamic. with pauses, with uh, with with tone of voice. Ooh, yeah. you're like uh, you're learning how to be an orator. Someone just finished a voiceover course he overpaid for. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a sports comedy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and we're three knuckleheads just talking about sports. That's true. Knuckleheads <laughs> is a good way to put it. Which is so much more important <laughs> now than ever. Yeah, and we're also (laughs) living in the age of now more than ever. So we are this more sports comedy now more than ever is important. Yeah, that's true. Um, But uh, (laughs) I don't know how America expects to make it through the next couple of months without sports comedy. (laughs) Absolutely. And we're here. We're here filling that, uh, you know, we give and we give and we give. Yeah, we... Absolutely do. It's it's a painful time in America, and that's why it's important that we have the Sports 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 Podcast. And, and speaking of that, we have actually, and I don't know why exactly we're doing this in the age of, uh, you know, FaceTime and uh, Skype and Zoom, but we have paid a lot of money for a satellite feed uh, yeah. f- from the Tour de France. And we are yeah, going to so... have Pulitzer winning reporter Patrick Brandenburg. Oh, wow. And writer Pierre Roland reporting on it. Yeah, though I guess, you know, Brandenburg's going to file the report and then hopefully we'll get a little bit of uh, additional, you know, uh, detail from a writer who was in the race uh, from from Roland. But we do, it's, it's going to have to be very short because it's quite expensive for us to do the satellite feed. Yeah, and, well, and we have to do the satellite feed so we have only the best audio. That one's on me. Oh, so I that's why we're it. doing this. I was wondering, why are, like, there's, there's so many video chat apps. Why are we paying for a satellite? Because if it's well, on Skype or Zoom, then it sounds all clicky and robotic. We need to have the sat link. Yeah, also, no. do, do you remember, Jordan, you know, we had, we sort of faced a fork, and it was like we could use one of the services offered by the existing communications company that already had the infrastructure, or we could try to launch our own satellite and build our own infrastructure for doing this. And uh, and we thought option two sounded cooler. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I thought you set that up as a false choice, but I guess not. Nope. Um, yeah. No. So, 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 so we definitely, we did launch our own satellite, and we did build, uh, you know, for a, a, an individual podcast. I think we have the most technologically advanced uh, satellite system built from the ground up, but uh, but yeah, well, it, it does have some limitations that we wouldn't have had if we just went with one of the companies that already has a satellite. Right, and I hope this interview is worth it. Yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> but because, but I was trying, I was really trying to move us along. We focused a lot on the satellite. Sorry, sorry. I 
We spent a lot of money on the satellite. Jordan. Right. I'm I feel like we've said it up conclusively. You've explained a lot about the satellite. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I'm regretting doing getting this satellite, satellite, satellite. Phil, we got a wide world of weird sports. You're goddamn right we do. Do you want me to talk a little bit more about the satellite? I mean, if you would, it'd be great. I'm just worried that the viewers at home aren't going to understand. Uh, They're listeners. Yep. Yes. The listeners aren't going to understand everything that went into this. Did you have your cold brew, Joel? No, I haven't. I usually <laughs> now get cold brew after. Oh, okay. Well, we have a news, news, news. But first, Stanley Cup playoffs bubble watch update. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs uh, update watch update brought to you by... Bubblegum. Hey, even though you're not going out in the world right now, why don't you pop in a stick of bubblegum? Lord Stanley's Cup still figuring out future travel plans in the age of COVID. Yikes. Subheadline, wants to see family for the holidays, doesn't want to put them at risk. Sure. Mm. Yeah. So let's, let's start with the facts. Excluding a few pro golfers' wives, the Stanley Cup is the greatest trophy in professional sports. <laughs> and one man, Phil Pritchard, is in charge of the Cup's safety and well-being. His official sure. title is Vice President... Resource Sontra and curator for the Hockey Hall of Fame, but he is better known as the Keeper of the Cup. Ooh. And Jordan, I hate to jump in here, but are there a lot of concerns about the Stanley Cup contracting COVID? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I, I'm okay, trying to give right. Phil a little yeah. more backstory here. Yeah. I'm really focusing yeah. on the Keeper of the Cup. Uh, he is the most revered person in all of Canada. Upon meeting the Keeper of the Cup, it is customary to address him by saying, Sorry to bother you, and sure. handing him a Labatt Blue Draft, or when not available, a chilled bottle of Labatt's. All makes oh. sense. Yeah, because if it's if it's not someone of authority in Canada, you simply hand him a can. Right, or you know, I mean, a Molson. I think yeah. if you're more, if also on the more French Canadian oh, side you of know things, what? I got gotcha. you. You're right. Uh, wherever the cup goes, he goes with it. This is true. And on September 10th, the keeper of the cup arrived in Edmonton where the Stanley Cup finals will be played with the cup and the Conn Smythe trophy. Yeah. Which goes to the playoff MVP. Pritchard and the trophies immediately went into a 14-day quarantine before they can join the NHL bubble where the Dallas Stars will be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning for the NHL championship. Exciting series we got coming up. Now, now Pritchard and the Stanley Cup will then fly from Edmonton with the winning team to its home city. But after that, nobody knows the protocol for the trophy that, again, excluding some other pro golfers' wives, gets touched the most. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Does the trophy have to quarantine for 14 days? Yes, he quarantined with the trophy. That, that's true. Not a, not a joke. But, you know, we all know the Stanley Cup, it gets... It gets it gets touched a lot, and yeah. typically each member of the winning team gets to spend a day with it in a location of its choice, doing whatever they want. Yikes! <laughs> this no, this is and this is all true. Like uh, this, these are real examples. Dancing to folk songs with it in a small Slovenian village, mm-hmm. charity charity fundraising in Napa Valley, mm. nice. <laughs> Using it to boost lackluster attendance for a Wednesday night home game at Tiger Stadium in 1998. So all things the Stanley Cup and in in a typical year the keeper of the cup and the cup will visit several different countries and continents but this kind of diamond elite status level of travel is unlikely in the pandemic 
Um, and Joel, this was this was your worry earlier. At 127 years old, the cup fits the demographic of those with the greatest risk for serious illness from COVID-19. Yeah, mm, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Phil Pritchard, keeper of the cup, in his 60s, really old, but but here's he's achieved immortality from drinking from the cup so frequently. So yeah. he'll be fine. <laughs> this is yeah. this is why hockey players play so hard for it. I yeah. imagine he's like the old guy in Last Crusade who's around all of the all of the cups. That's this is exactly true. Except it's really obvious which is uh the the Lord Stanley's cup if you had to pick it from a line. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the people other, know what it looks like. You will not it is not the cup of a carpenter. I can right. tell you well, that. Yeah. I, I will say watching the non hockey fans repeatedly uh kill themselves is is one of my favorite things. <laughs> I'm just leaning over and I'm like, that is, that is the heart trophy. What a fucking idiot. Why did you think that bejeweled chalice is a Stanley cup? That looks not. It uh, seems to be befitting of a champion. Yeah. <laughs> Hope your childhood in Arizona was fun. Now the NHL and the hockey hall of fame are both weighing options on what to do next with the cup. But they're all too nice and passive aggressive to just say when they don't like an idea. So it's going to take a while. <laughs> uh, one option is to have winners stay in that city. Uh, so, like if Dallas wins, everyone stays in Dallas to celebrate with the cup as opposed to the cup flying to them. Which, like everything during, uh, during this pandemic, feels really fucking lame, but also yeah. is the safest and most reasonable course of action. Uh, sure. God. I know, it's, right? It's like the whole world needs to put on a condom right now. I'm glad you brought that up, Joel. Perfect <laughs> transition. Oh, my gosh. As of yet, there's no restrictions on how the players will celebrate with the cup. Players mm. often kiss the cup and drink from the cup, passing it from person to person. Mm-hmm. This is problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I don't know if there's some sort of cup dental dam or... <laughs> Uh, I mean, th- 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 this could really, like I said, this is the most manhandled trophy in history. Like, no one no one treats any of the other sports trophies the way, like, no one drinks from, you know, the the, the collection of 32 flags MLB trophy, for obvious yeah. reasons. I was, I was going to say, there's not, there's a surprisingly few, few major team sports trophies that are actual cups. Yeah, well, it's a very old-timey thing. I feel like that's why yeah. tennis, golf... And then hockey, I believe, because of its Canadian and that thus a little bit, you know, Anglo origins yeah. uh, has the cup kind of thing going for it. That makes sense. It. And uh, the Ra- New York Rangers have peed in it multiple times, which is why they'll never win it again. Good. <laughs> Stanley Cup playoffs, bubble, watch update. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, update, watch update. Brought to you by... Bubblegum. There's less bubblegum on the sidewalks because nobody's on the sidewalks. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. College football keys to the COVID preview. College football. Keys to the COVID preview. Brought to you by... The United States government. We didn't do it. (laughs) Big Ten football will be played this fall after all. Subheadline, hope you have room for two more teams in that top ten, Associated Press. (laughs) Oof. 
Sub-sub-headline, Ohio State football parents no longer eligible for extended unemployment benefits. It's interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're back on payroll there. Yeah, <laughs> boy, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So, for a while, it looked like only football would be played this fall. But thankfully now, football will be played, and ESPN's Paul Feinbaum can stop shitting on the Big Ten for not playing and go back to shitting on the Big Ten regular. Good. Yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't have a lot of opinions about Paul Feinbaum, but all of the why Big Ten should play football articles I've been saying have been uh, frustrating. Well, the Big Ten is back, baby. And the Pac-12's eyes just went wide at their first college party as they whispered to the Big Ten, I thought we both agreed we weren't going to try drugs. You know? Yeah. Well, then why are you going to the bathroom with them? So, uh, to, to be clear, though, there hasn't been a decision to add uh, to add American football to go with football in football. No, no, this is what it, what? That, sorry, uh, that would be the Pac-12 version. Oh, okay, I got it, gotcha, gotcha. So what, what changed in five weeks since the Big Ten shut everything down? Well, it's same-day saliva antigen testing that was used as the political cover... Sorry, sorry. Scientific breakthrough that was needed to reverse course. Um, the Big Ten actually came out and communicated in exacting fashion probably likely the best COVID protocols that actually any league, professional or non-professional, has put out there. In fairness. Now, they still probably shouldn't be playing. Yeah. But other, credit where credit's the, due. Other than the, the COVID proto- protocols that the Big Ten had before this decision. Yeah. Which were, all, which were yeah. by far the best. <laughs> So, uh, to go through them now, it's a little more in-depth than that email that you've gotten from Red Robin. I uh, still the, haven't read that. That's still yeah. sitting in my inbox. Yeah. Oh, no. They just, they're going to take your temperature. You wear a mask when you're walking to your seat or to the bathroom. You can take it off when you're eating. You know, you can order yeah. your fries up front. Same old, same old. Oh, order the fries up front is key. That's how you get bottomless. I can't believe it's been over <laughs> six months since I've been to Red Robin. Uh, uh, the Big Ten's COVID protocols requires daily st- Testing for all student athletes. This is meant to ensure that every athlete who steps onto a field tested negative that day. Uh, For comparison's sake, the SEC tests twice a week for high-risk sports, defined as ones that make money. They test twice, uh, sorry, they test weekly for moderate-risk sports like gymnastics. And for low-risk sports like golf, they just ask in a knowing tone if Graham and Dalton have been behaving themselves on campus. There we go. If a player tests positive, they will sit out for 21 days. Uh, For comparison's sake, the SEC is 10 days, and the ACC and Big 12 is 14 days. Actually, sorry, the Big Big 12 doesn't have one. Um, there, the SEC's quarantine isn't working because, uh, LSU head coach, uh, coach Ogeron has said most of the team has had or has it. Wait, what? Well, there we go. All of LSU, basically the entire, basically the SEC is pursuing herd immunity in a super fucked up way. Yeah. Uh, Granted, uh, by reducing it to elite athletes in their twenties, you probably reduce the fatality rate. Still, I don't think this is a thing you want to yeah. really uh, endorse, Joel. Yeah, there's long-term <laughs> yeah. effects. Studies. No, I know. Yeah, it's it put it intentionally give people diseases on it that you could in, uh, in in the ways that they're putting people's lives at risk for no reason. Uh, you know, that's well, that's the one argument to be made. 
Well, some more comparisons here. After those 21 days, they will have to undergo comprehensive cardiac testing and be cleared by a university-designated cardiologist. While the Ooh. SEC stance on the cardiac consequences is as succinct and terse, it's in God's hands now. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's their answer to everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, teams will be monitored for their uh, team positive rate and the team's population positive uh, test rate. Now, the team test rate is self-explanatory. That's the team. The team population includes the team, but also has coaches, trainers, student equipment managers, and other nobodies. Yeah. If, the, if the team's positive rate exceeds 5%, all team activity must stop for seven days. If the team's population positive test rate exceeds 7%, all team must, activity must stop for seven days. So that, that, that's a little wordy there, but anyway, basically that, those are the protocols in place. Um, but as I said earlier, just five weeks ago, the Big Ten voted 11 to 3 not to play. Yeah. The schools who voted to play, Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State. So how did an 11-3 vote not to play become a unanimous vote to play? Also, why is, why is Iowa on the other side of the aisle there? I mean, I mean they're not good. They've never really been all that good. <laughs> I feel like this is a little harsh. They're, they're consistently a 6-10 to 10 win team. Sure, but that's not <laughs> With a 4-win like... spread in a 12-game season. Yeah. That's Nebraska... what I was going to say. Nebraska and Ohio State, though, like those are places where you're like, oh, I could see why they'd be this stupid about football. But, but Iowa, I don't well, know. Well, I'll tell you how it happened. It was okay. a little yeah. political maneuvering. You see, Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State knew they could get Penn State on board. And then they didn't tell the other presidents when they were voting. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, triple, yeah, it's, you know. Anyway, the that's Big Ten politics. season. That's how you do it. That's really. The Big Ten season will culminate uh, December 19th with the Big Ten championship game. This would be the day before the college football playoff field will be decided. So the Big Ten could be included. Which shows that good old-fashioned Midwestern optimism isn't dead. <laughs> Phew. Um, in order to squeeze out a little bit more revenue, the day of the championship game, six other games will be played, and matchups will be determined by divisional standings. This means the second-place team in the East will play the, uh, the second-place team in the West. It means Michigan will play the third-place team in the West. And it means Rutgers will have to play Northwestern December 19th for reasons. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's see if we can give a kid a career-ending injury so that we can get through <laughs> Rutgers Northwestern in the middle of a uh, pandemic. Uh, so now it looks like the Pac-12 is the only kid in your whole dorm hall who isn't on board with having a kegger when the IRAs are away at a retreat. Yeah. You know? Super. Yeah, you, can, you can stay in your room and study. We won't be too loud. And the Pac-12 is all like, yeah, but also my entire dorm room is on fire. Yay! So that's the Pac-5. <laughs> or the, sorry, the Power 5. Yeah. Last question. Well, it- Based on the wildfires, it might be the Pac-5 sooner rather than later. Oh, God. <laughs> Yikes. And uh, so that's the Power 5 there. And uh, last question, a little, a little less morbid. What about the group of five conferences that canceled? What are the Mountain West and MAC doing? Good <laughs> Protecting question. Protecting their student-athletes. <laughs> Going bankrupt. 
All right, this is very exciting. I'm going to handle this one all by myself because we have a satellite, satellite, satellite link over to France for the Tour de France. We are going to be connecting right with momentarily when we turn this bad boy on, Patrick Brandenburg, Pulitzer winning reporter and sports, sports, sports correspondent, as well as uh, writer Pierre Roland, who we've had on several times. So here we go. I'm going to get the satellite up and running. Uh, Mr. Brandenburg, are you there, sir? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, hello, Jordan. Yeah, uh, Brandenburg is here. All right, and, and Pierre Roland, are you there as well? No, I am here as well, but I am very upset about not getting the polka dot jersey. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, Pierre, but let's focus right now on the end of the race. That's why we have uh, Brandenburg here now. Uh, Brandenburg, can you tell me exactly what went down? Uh, yes, well, I'm going to have to try and get through this quick. Unfortunately, I don't know if we're going to get to that polka dot jersey because the, the final day of GT Oh, the pain that I feel. Uh, the pain from not getting a sacre bleu. Okay, it yeah, is yeah, like uh, my whole life has been ended because think, I do not have that beautiful polka dot jersey. Understood, and, and thank you for that, Pierre. Hopefully, we will get a chance to file that in our, our uh, later reporting, but for now... Uh, the, the final day of the GC racing was an absolute uh, incredible moment. Uh, in oh, incredible? Maybe for other people. But what about Pierre Hollande? You, okay, Pierre. Uh, what you, you about might, Pierre Hollande's needs? You might be making yourself which the is story to here. kiss and to hug and to win polka dot jerseys. Un- understood, Pierre. But uh, right now we're talking about the yellow jersey and the truly incredible ride of Slovenian Tadej Pojakar. Oh, everybody is... wants to talk about Pojakar. <laughs> because he won the Tour de France. Oh, everybody after... wants ah, to dude. talk about the winner. Nobody wants That's to talk we about how hard uh, I uh, worked. Uh, Patrick, you, you took a little while to get there. Uh, Brandenburg, Patrick Brandenburg there. If you could, just please uh, wrap up the exciting action about the winner there. Yeah, absolutely. I know that we are under a time constraint here. So uh, Tadej Pajakar came into the final we day. We all work trail. very, very hard. Just you because you win does not mean you work the hardest. What, Any uh, given Sunday, as they say in America, right? Yep. Well, that's correct. Uh, yep. Zoot as, as, blue. I should have had the pocket dot the jersey. Yes, as as I, I have heard that. But so, uh, Tadej Pojakar was down 57 Why seconds Why do you have to keep rubbing it in? You keep uh, rubbing uh, in his name when we're talking. I am here and you're right. It's kind of like me bringing up your ex-girlfriends all the time. You don't know who that is and it's uh, it's Okay. Uh, when so, I do find out who that is, I will rub it in all the time. Okay, uh, just as soon as we finish filing the report, Dinesh Pojakar was down 57 seconds. Shades of oh, yes, well, I was nine. down by even more because <laughs> yeah, I yes. did not win. Yes, you were, you were down by close to 45 minutes, yeah, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, Pojakar but... instead. Everybody talks. Everybody loves Pojakar. Yes, except for perhaps Everybody Primoz... wants to talk about the winner. Shut up, Pierre! Oh, my God! How much, how much time is left? Patrick Brandenburg, you will not talk to our other correspondent, Pierre Roland, like that. I will now not my reprimand you again. Hurt. If you can't get out time... your report in a timely fashion, that is on you, sir. You have less than two minutes. Please. Oh my I took God. time okay, well, uh, out of uh, my uh, personal uh, schedule and grieving to be on this podcast and you yell at me. <laughs> it's very, my time I, of bed. Very inconsiderate, Patrick. Yes, very yes, inconsiderate. Yes, I'm, I'm very sorry. Primoz Roglic, also a Slovenian. Just was the file your report. Seconds. Don't so worry only- about Pierre Roland. 
he he wound up losing. You don't the, even the have to jersey. think about Pierre Roland if you don't want to. Nobody else does. Oh God, Pierre! People are used to watching you fail in the Tour de France by now. Oh no, <laughs> that was too. Cycling is my life, and you say that to me? I cannot believe you, Mr. Brandenburg. I will not have you. uh, I am so disappointed in you. Right now, I am more interested in Pierre Roland than you, I must say. I want to know a little bit about this polka-dotted jersey. What? The polka-dotted jersey was all I wanted. (laughs) All I wanted was to have the polka-dots on my body so that everyone will go, Look, Pierre Roland, he is such a winner. And but the polka dot no. jersey goes to the best climber. Is that correct, the, Brandon? It Berg? goes to the best climber. Oh, which you're I coming think. back to me now. Yes, it goes to the best climber. But it was really decided. I mean, the final climb of the day was one of the deciding factors in the polka dot jersey. But the bigger thing was that Primoz Roglic also is. I know it's a, it's sort of been something. I know it's over two I, minutes. I think day. I still was the best climber, even though I did not even come close to winning the race. Oh, Pierre, get a grip! You were I totally think. gassed in the Alps. I was climbing pretty good. Until the last week! Uh, and we all run out of energy eventually. We are all but human bodies, right? No, okay. I just, I, I, one more thing, and this is uh, a comment from the, the director of the tour uh, regarding uh, everything. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's quite poignant, and it's. We, we lost. We, we lost the satellite link. We had it for five minutes, and uh, it's, uh, it's gone. We, that, was, that was a lot of money. Um, well, uh, thank you uh, again to uh, Patrick Brandenburg. Very disappointed. We're going to look into getting a new uh, correspondent to send to foreign events. And uh, thank you especially to Pierre Roland. And apologies, uh, you were not able to secure the polka dot jersey. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world of weird sports. Time. We're wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World Sports, The Dribbler. Uh, another okay. movie day? Where are we going <laughs> to learn again, Mr. Ranta? <laughs> yeah. You know why? Because movies about sports are weird. Now, this is <laughs> this is the movie about Lou Gehrig in his infancy, right? No, th- this is this is the this is the fun part about this. The Dribbler's not a movie. The Dribbler's actually the bad guy. In a slasher spoof movie, Night of the Dribbler. (laughs) Mr. Ranta, some of us come to this class to learn, and I feel like with these movies, we're not getting the most out of our education. No, this is is educational if you're going to go into film someday. Yeah. Is it, though? I... I don't remember watching this during my five years as a film student at the University of Michigan. Well, it came out after you graduated, but still. Uh, let's dive into it. Uh, the dribbler, um, is actually Mr. Bates. Who's the father of the main character, Stan Bates. Mr. Bates was once a basketball player in his days in high school, and he was considered the best of the school's basketball team, the plumbers. Mm. Oh, that's a fun ball. That's a fun, uh, high school name, you know, for an area, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, he wants his son to join the current plumbers team, but Stan was never given a chance. Wanting to look good for his son's success, Stan wears a sports jacket and puts on a basketball mask to kill or disable the current basketball players of the Plumbers to make room for his son. Wow. Wait, Wait so I gotta th- tell you, 
This is uh, a this is a hel- hella this is a, a helicopter parent, I believe, right? That's that the term means. Yeah, I would say that's right. Yeah, actually, like getting Jordan, a little too involved. I believe the term in this case is an Apache helicopter parent. Yeah, because he has to get so close people. with their blades that they just yeah. chop off. <laughs> right. Once you go on offense, you know it, it becomes a little different. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, at the start of the movie, Mr. Bates plays basketball with one of the players while wearing his mask. He decapitates the player off screen and shoots his head into the basket hoop. Oh, oh. God. Yeah, that's that's his first first blood right there. Oh, okay. is this going to be one of those slasher movies where they, they make the gore funny? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a sla- teen slasher spoof movie. Oh, so yeah, spoof. I, I forgot I missed spoof. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and take a moment, though, as a sports podcast to appreciate... How hard it must be to make a basket with a severed head. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be significantly heavier than a basketball. You're going to need a lot of force to put it up there. There's going to well, be Well, he was a star everywhere. on the plumbers. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's going to be, unless you did just a really perfect job in where you cut the neck, it's going to be lopsided in weight. So, But you, you said he made, he made the basket, right? Well, of course. He's not He's not a loser like his son Stan, who can't even get on wow. the team without his dad becoming a murderer. You know? Wait, he made did, the did basket he... with a head, no bank, just straight in. That's incredible. Oh, I don't know if there was a bank. I have not, have not seen uh, this movie. Yeah, if, if, you don't, if you don't call glass, it doesn't count. Yep. So he hopes that this will let his son play the game, him killing that one person. However, after the game, Mr. Bates meets up with his son at their house, and he sees that his son was still not given a chance. Mm. So Mr. Bates puts on the mask again and goes to the school gym to put a metal ring in the hoop. You know, I'll say this. Wait, what? Wait, wait, no. What's the metal ring in the hoop? Well, you're going to find out soon. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, clearly that was a dramatic pause, you know. (laughs) Yep. I was confident that the metal ring was going to come back. Oh, God, okay. Yeah, I do want to say, though, that uh, say what you will about the Bates family. Definitely a history of mental health issues, but loving parents. That's true. That's true. So there's a metal ring on the hoop now. Um, When one of the basketball players practices in the gym, he jumps up to the hoop to dunk it, and the metal ring cuts his hands off to sampling him. (laughs) There's like a little (laughs) razor metal ring around the hoop. Oh, God. Oh. Yep. And, and not just like his fingers? No, I you think know? this one cuts his, they just cut his whole hands off. Wow, I guess it's it's lucky for him he didn't do the, the Vince Carter dunk. <laughs> then he would have lost the whole forearm. Sure. You know the uh, one where he like jams it down through? Because he's like, look how high I could jump. Yeah, no, luckily it's just his hand. So he's handless, not armless as well. So phew. <laughs> <laughs> Relief. Uh, in the second act of the movie, Mr. Bates watches the plumber's next game in hopes that Stan will finally get to play. However, Stan still isn't given the chance, and the plumbers lose. Still needing to make room for his on the team for Stan, Mr. Bates goes to another basketball player practicing as well. Mr. Bates brings along a basketball with explosives inside. <laughs> it's turning into Looney Tunes real quick. Right. And has the basketball player play one-on-one with him. So Mr. Bates keeps throwing the ball at him when he ignites it, and it explodes when the basketball player last catches it, injuring him. Yeah. Say, yep. Phil, now that you mention it, is there a, a, a movie about Looney Tunes and basketball? Uh, yeah, there's actually uh, one, and then another one's coming out. One's called Space Jam, 
where the where Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes has to play against the Monstars, including Bill Murray, of course. And then oh, yeah. uh, Space Jam Two is gonna have LeBron James. Oh yeah. Now if I'm if I'm the head coach of the Plumbers and yep. my team's just lost, I, I've had three players uh, die or be disabled. I'm thinking time to to shake up the lineup. I think at this point, I, I got to think Stan makes the starting five. I mean, wow. Stan is Jordan. bad. For a high school team, I'm actually considering canceling the rest of the season right now. I mean, these are teenagers. They need to grieve. They've lost three oh, teenagers. Jeez, Joel. Oh, so lame. The sport <laughs> must go on. I'm gonna yeah, be very... Eye of the Tiger, heart of a champion. Yeah, I'm going to be very Pac-12 about this and say they shouldn't play. I think Stan should get in the game. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. So after, uh, so in the middle of the second act, a detective and his partner came to Mr. Bates's house to ask his son some questions, suspecting him to be the dribbler. Wow. But, <laughs> yeah. Good job on the cops part. Yep. So, uh, then, uh, the yada, yada, yada electrocutes another player with a small TV while he's taking a soak. Um, and Boy, then, his son must be really terrible at basketball. Yeah, no, they they had to go through a lot of people. Um, the end of the second act, Mr. Bates goes to a prom night where he meets his son's new girlfriend, Becky, and he was worried that Becky was acting as a distraction. So he masks up again and goes after the couple while the girlfriend's taking a shower in the locker room um, as you do at prom. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bates uses chloroform to knock knock uh, her out. Uh, and then uh, so the wait, last... Wait, wait, let, me get, let me get this straight, Phil. There was uh, there was a scene there where it's like a girl's in the shower yep. and Mr. Bates is is coming for her. Probably a lot of suspense. <laughs> yep. Nope, it's true. And then the last game, Stan gets a chance to play, and guess what? The plumbers actually win. Um, and then uh, so whoa, whoa, so whoa. wait a second here. Maybe yep. the story is not that the dribbler is an insane person. The story here is that maybe he's the only one who understands. Good basketball coaching. Yeah. Oh, no, it's true. But then after the game, Stan and Becky are in the gym, and uh, and Mr. Bates decides to go after him with a chainsaw. Mm. But guess what? He trips on a basketball, and the detectives get him, and they take him away. <laughs> oh, hoisted on his own petard. And in his oh. final line, he says, I'm crazy, crazy for caring about your welfare, so I got a little carried away. <laughs> I gotta say, you know, the the tripping on a basketball at the end. What a great writer. There's some irony for you. Yeah. And that brings it on to another wide world of weird sports. All oh, the dribblers shouldn't have been on that basketball court because they would have tripped on the basketball. They could have taken Becky out so Stan would be a better player. Podcast Town. This brings to a close another sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back on Pierre Roland over our satellite, satellite, satellite. They gave us 30 more seconds. Oh. It was a buy five minute, get 30 seconds free. So if, if you could give us our contact information and uh, maybe also tell uh, Patrick Brandenburg that he's been fired. Okay, this is a good use of resources. Uh, Patrick Brandenburg, you've been fired. You Wait, can find what? us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Patrick, maybe you can uh, put your resume up on Twitter. See if you get any hits. 
Uh, or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Maybe you can be a reporter for Facebook since they are really more of a media company, not Did a they give you a satellite article. link for yep, this? Yep, it's important. It's important because it, um, it really nails home the contact information. Or you can find us on all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. I will come back and be the best climber. Patrick Brandenburg may not come back from this. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. I think we should have just gone with AT&T. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.